This is a fatal mistake that so many business owners make and I know it well because I did it for a long time. Welcome to The Underestimated Entrepreneur, where I share mindset, lifestyle, and business hacking tips, tools, and some painful lessons along my journey from growing my businesses and also working with some of the top entrepreneurs, business leaders, and professional athletes. In this episode, I'm gonna be talking about a fatal mistake that so many business owners make. I don't even think that they know that they do it. I sure as shit didn't for a long, long time, and it almost led our business to crash and burn. And it wasn't something that I enjoyed going through, that's for sure, but it was a harsh lesson that I needed to learn. Now, for those of you who don't know who I am, I'm Michael Mojo. I'm the owner of Mojo Human Performance Institute. We focus on business, mindset, and lifestyle hacking for driven mofos. And the reason why I do this is that most people waste their life, and I just don't want you to be one of them. Now, a lot of people, when they start a business, when they're in the startup stage, they're obviously looking for customers. And so they start onboarding a lot of customers. That's their goal, right? To sell as much as they can, keep the business afloat, make as much money as possible, because that's something that you need. You need a lot of cash flow at first, especially through the growth phase of a business. It does soak up a lot of cash. But a fatal mistake that a lot of business owners make is that they onboard a lot of clients and they onboard, they onboard a lot of the wrong clients in that process. And so what can happen over time is you start to get some shitty customer feedback. You might get poor results, depending on whether it's a product or a service, you start getting complaints and then things can start going wrong really, really quickly. So you might increase your customer service team. You might need to increase your product development team. You might need to get better staff or you might think that the staff are the problem. And so you start having high staff turnover. You might not have systems and processes. So at first business can be a massive clusterfuck and it's crazy. It can be very chaotic. Now I find that if you wanna build a great business, you need great clients. And those great clients will be the right demographic that you're really looking for. And I've gone through this in some other episodes where I talk about the difference between demographics and psychographics. Um, and the term that I probably should have used then is more of the psychographic, not the demographic. But you wanna make sure you're bringing and onboarding the right customers. Now, the reason why I'm talking about this is um, over the last couple of days, you know, I've been doing a lot of phone calls for business owners to help them out. And, um, you know, I have been onboarding a few people and uh, for our business and entrepreneurs, Odyssey event that we run, uh, our year-long program, which is like a mastermind, but it's not a mastermind. It's an odyssey. It's, I think that it's way better, um, but that's my opinion. So anyway, what I know is that when I got to a point where I realized that great customers make great businesses and great businesses have great customers, then it's important to make sure that you don't onboard the wrong customers because not only can it fuck up your culture, it can screw up staff morale. Um, it can make you question the things that you're doing in your own business as well. And it just becomes confusing. It can be quite chaotic. And I remember years ago, when I used to do a lot of national tours, I'm probably going to do one again, maybe later this year, or maybe we'll start doing them again early next year. I'm not sure. When I used to do a lot of national tours and we used to run events for the general public and we used to do quite a lot of them, we used to just onboard a lot of people. And um, it was great for Thrive Time because Thrive Time is sort of like the premier event that I'm known for, which the promise of that event really is, it's we call it our success odyssey. And it's all about creating the tools to help people perform better in life and to get really, really clear on what they want, figure out what fulfills them, and also give them the psychological tools to create, you know, wild amounts of drive and know when to switch on, when to switch off and how to navigate life in more of a balanced way. And also it gives them some of the best psychological tools on the planet, especially if you want to be more stable in your emotions and your thinking. So anyway, that was our sort of our premier event for a long, long time before we created Triumph, which is our leadership and influence event. And then also our business and entrepreneurial odyssey. We would onboard a lot of people to come to Thrive Time. And I would notice that there would be a whole bunch of clients that they'd sign 
sign up and, you know, three months or four months down the track, they would, you know, that ask for a refund. And when we, you know, we have no refund policy because, I mean, we do do a refund, but you've got to come to the event in order to get that refund. If you don't think that the event is worth your while, we will give back your money. And that's for any of our events. But if you just don't rock up, that's because you're fucking lazy. We'll, we'll teach you a lesson. And the lesson is that you won't get your money back. And that's just, don't be silly. And don't come to us and expect that we're going to help you to achieve all these great things in life and then just not rock up. That's not a good lesson to teach. And also as well, like I can hold people accountable. Like I'm a coach. That's my job is to hold people accountable to their goals and dreams. If you don't rock up and I give back your money, then I'm subordinating or supporting your shitty patterns and your shitty habits. So we make that quite clear with all of our terms and conditions. So anyway, you know, we would have people do that and then they would get on social media and blast us and complain and bitch and moan and we fucking rip people off and I can't believe you do this. But it was because we were onboarding the wrong people in the first place. Then what would happen is that our team would start to suffer. So our sales would drop because our sales team would go, shit, we're getting a bit of negative feedback. And it wasn't a lot. It was just, you get a couple of people who make noise. It's like any business. You help 20 people and they go and tell one person and you get maybe three referrals. You have one person who is just an absolute shithead of a person and they come into your business and they feel like they're getting hard done by, which they're the same people who feel like they get hard done by with everything in life. And they go mental. They go on, they post on every social media page. They get on platforms. They get on Google. They go to blogs. They create their own fucking podcast. They talk shit about you. These people are just naturally self-destructive and they, they make a lot of noise. And that's just how it is. What I noticed was that these people who are making noise made our sales team start to doubt themselves and they're going, shit, is the product good? Is the service good? They didn't realize that out of the you know hundreds of people that would attend the events or even thousands some years, that the majority of them would get awesome results and that we're making a massive impact. We'd save lives, save relationships. We'd done like some wild shit, but they wouldn't hear about that because, you know, we'd get a couple of testimonials here and there and a couple of people, you know, when you call them up, they go, oh, it's great. It's fantastic. They're not blasting it across social media yet. They would see the one or two nut cases go absolutely fucking mental on social media. And so they would, the, the sales team would start to doubt the product. The marketing team there would also start to doubt the product. Our customer service team would start to freak out and they would start to doubt it as well. And so, what we realized was that great businesses have great clients and great clients deal with great businesses. And so the onboarding process and making sure you bring the right people into the business is super important. And so what I did was I had to adjust a lot of our sales scripts, a lot of the sales processes that we'd go through in order to make sure we're onboarding people. And it was only yesterday I was on the phone to someone and they said, you know, Michael, I've heard a lot about you. I've heard that you've done some great things with some people that we know in business. And I'd just love to know some more about it. And I said, well, what specifically, like, what's the problem? How can we help? And they're like, oh, no, I'm just sort of looking. And I was like, but hang on, if you don't have a problem, then we probably can't help because like you're just going to spend money because you enjoy it. Like you enjoy spending money and some people buy stuff because they just enjoy it. But the majority of the time, people are trying to solve a problem. And even if you're buying a new pair of shoes or new clothes, you're trying to solve a problem. It's just most people don't think about the products and the services that they buy in this way. And so I'm questioning this person. They're just like, oh yeah, man, well, whatever. Like I just sort of, you know, just want to sort of, yeah, I don't really want to grow my business too much, but you know, I'm just sort of maybe looking around and maybe thinking about stuff. And I was like, look, you know, it sounds like you're doing well. I wish you all the best, but I just don't think that, you know, our product or our service is going to fit what you want because we work with driven people who want to achieve great things. And if you're a business owner, like I'm more than happy to take your money, but I just don't think that we can deliver a product that you're going to see as being beneficial to you in the long run. So, you know, I'm more than happy to give you a call back in a couple of months and we can chat again and see how everything's going. And if anything changes, we can do some stuff. And if not, like I get it. And what I noticed was, 
that when I gave myself permission to turn people away, it actually created a better culture, but it also created, and, and our culture, especially our business and entrepreneurial odyssey, the people in that group are fucking awesome. Like I love going out, having a glass of wine with them every now and again. Not that I drink a lot. You've probably heard me say that before, but I don't really drink a lot. Um, but every now and again, I'll go out and have a, a wine with them or a steak. I think not at the last odyssey, the one before I had a glass of wine with the group, but I love going out and having food with them. A lot of them I'll connect with outside. So we'll go catch up for lunch or go and have a coffee with them or whatever, because I want to make sure that they're succeeding and achieving and, and they pay me well and make sure that they're looking after our business. And I want to make sure that they look after theirs. And what we found was that when we started taking that approach, we started getting some really awesome people to the event. And about a third of all the people who are part of that business and entrepreneur odyssey have increased their revenue by over a million dollars within 12 months. And that's not just because we do a great job. It's because they do a great job. And so together, we both achieve great things for each other. And that's the way that business should be run. But I think that a lot of people, when they're needy in business or they're rushing growth, they will onboard a lot of really shitty customers. And I hear this a lot. You know, I'm chasing all this fucking money because these people won't pay their bills. I can't believe it, bastards. And, you know, they get all upset about this. But what's happening is they're they're doing work for everybody, whether you like it or not. Not everybody has the same philosophy around money and around paying bills and around, you know, looking after you and around having your back just like you've got theirs. And so you can do the world's best job and your customers may not give a shit if they're the wrong customers. You may do the job on time. You know, you might have that customer that rings up and they complain and, you know, I need to get this done ASAP. And so you change around all your calendar and all your schedule and you get everything done. You send in the invoice and then a week later, you're like, they still haven't paid the invoice. And then you're chasing them up for two to three months. And you're like, I changed my whole calendar around for this fucking asshole. They still haven't paid me. I can't believe it. But the truth is that you onboarded a shit customer in the first place. And so it's a massive lesson to not onboard the wrong people. If they're not paying you on time, if they're creating too much hassle, it's telling you to dive a little bit deeper into your marketing, into your branding, into your strategy, and into your sales process to make sure that you're onboarding good customers. It's a little bit slower at first, but what will happen is it will grow a lot faster because you'll have a lot better results. I know the majority of our customers who do our business event normally refer people to us because they get great results. Now they can say, well, you know, you've changed my business. It's not me that changes their business. I, I can teach the same tool to 100,000 people and 10,000 of those people will achieve epic things. A group of people will achieve reasonably well and then there'll be a group of people who nothing changes. That's what you want to segment is who are the really great people who are great customers who really do a service to your business and you add value to them and they add value to you. When you do that, your whole business will change and you watch what happens. You might even get back some color in your hair instead of just going gray all of a sudden because you've started a business and you've got to deal with all these shitty customers. And that happens, you know, it's just part of a process that a lot of business owners need to go through and learn. But just remember, great businesses have great customers and great customers deal with great businesses. And so those two things work hand in hand. If you're a shitty business and you deal with shitty customers, then both of you are just going to have shit. If you're a great business and you consistently deal with shitty customers, eventually the business will become shit because it'll be chaos and your staff will start doubting whether your business has a great product and service because you'll have to listen to a whole bunch of clowns whinging all the time. So I think this is why luxury brands do such a great job of this because if you're going to go drop and an, a really highly expensive amount on something, normally the service and the quality of everything that you get is way better. Now, every now and again, you're going to have that one shitty person who complains. But I know like if I buy something that's 10 times the price of something else, I normally know that the, color, the quality of customer support and service is way better because that's part of what you're paying for. When you're price comparing and you want the cheapest thing that you can get, and you expect high quality service and then you bitch and moan because you didn't get great quality service from a low price point product or service or service provider, what do you expect? But that's most people just don't think through that. They're like, I want it cheap, but I want the best. And those two things normally aren't related that, or they don't relate that well together anyway. They're almost like 
repulses of each other. So it's just something to think about. I hope this helps driven mofos. If you haven't already done so, make sure you jump across to my socials, hit me up. Let me know if you're liking these episodes. I'd love to know what's been like your greatest learning so far. So jump across to any of my socials. It's MichaelMojo00 on any social media platform apart from Instagram. But if you type in the little search box, MichaelMojo00 or MichaelMojo, it'll normally come up with my profile. Hit the follow and subscribe button or the like button because I do drop a lot of other extra content in there. But I'd love to hear from you. Let me know what you're getting from these episodes and what. let me know what your greatest learning is. I'd love to hear from you. I love connecting with people in the community. Anyway, stay driven, driven mofos. Never underestimate the dream. Thank you.